Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. <laughs> They got to buy into that, and it's not going to be comfortable at times. I pull and I root for the team because I know if the team's playing well, it makes the people in the city excited and happy. You know, we're in this thing to win. This game is over. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Plus. This is Milan This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad. Canadian band of all time, if you ask me. No disrespect to Rush. Tragically hip with courage there. Hey, it's Brendan Escott hanging out with you today on Oilers Now. Bob uh, was at the rink with the team this morning as they did practice. And they'll jump on the bird this afternoon heading to Arizona for what I'm going to sit here, go on record as saying right now is the make or break game of the season. You don't have to agree with that, but the way I see it, and especially after Arizona winning last night, now holding down the final wildcard spot with an eight-point lead over the Oilers in that department, they need a win, or this could be it. And I don't think the team needs any more motivation than that. We'll dive deeper into all this stuff as the show goes on. Exciting one for you today. Uh, Bob will check in at about 12.15 here. And then at 1.05, excuse me, don't jump the gun, Brendan. 12.35, we've got uh, Sportsnet's Brian Burke. Remember, we did the flip-flop with him and Elliot Friedman had Elliot on yesterday. We'll talk to Berkey today. 105 Coyotes color analyst Tyson Nash. We'll talk about how a team without much star power has found themselves 
not just in the playoff hunt, but in playoff position with only a few games left in the season. 135, we will hear from Oil Kings head coach Brad Lauer. And the news of the day, if you haven't been on Twitter, you haven't heard this yet, Trey Fix-Wolanski signing an entry-level contract with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So we'll hear uh, both from Bob and from Brad Lauer about that. And then at 145, Sherwood Park Crusaders general manager Kyle Chase, his team kicks off their playoff push tonight against the Fort McMurray Oil Barons at home. So if you didn't have plans tonight, I highly suggest taking in that hockey game. Oilers Now is all brought to you by Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software, and now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All devices managed at digitex.ca. You want to get in touch, you can call us on the Oilers Now hotline, 780-496-0063. That's brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. They've got Grammy winner Rick Springfield taking the stage at the River Cree on Saturday, March 23rd. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Of course, the ever-popular Heartland Ford text line as well at 630-630. You think all dealerships are the same, you better think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford. On Twitter, the show is at Oilers Now. Bob is at Bob underscore Stoffer and myself at Brendan Escott. We did mention coming up later in the show, Brian Burke. He's presented by Canadian Power Pack each week. They're Alberta's leader in electrical, construction, and service. Electrical, prefabrication, and solar. Okay, so I mentioned the team did skate today. They're uh, they're getting on the plane going down to Arizona to kick off a three-game road trip. They do have 12 games left in the regular season, six at home, six on the road. So you've got two three-game road swings in there. And this is not going to be an easy one. Arizona is rolling right now. They just pummeled the Ducks 6-1 last night, a hat trick from Vinny Henestrosa in that one, I believe. And uh, they're sort of the team to beat in the in the wild card chase right now. So the Oilers going to have to rebound from that loss at New Jersey, and that's where we're starting in the direct workwear audio vault for product knowledge, compliance, great pricing and innovation. Directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. This is Sam Gagne of the Oilers saying they really need to move on from that loss to New Jersey. The way we played and uh, really important game for us, but um, it's over now. You got to park it and you got to move on to the next one. Uh, obviously, we, we know what this game coming up means uh, in terms of the standings and where they're at and where we're at. And uh, that's all our focus has to be on. I thought we had a really good practice today, worked on a lot of things, and uh, ready to go into tomorrow. All right, and uh, you know what? This is just for for the sake of humor, but of course, the fight of the season in the NHL taking place in that game between Milan Lucic and Curtis Gabriel, and a lot of people are saying, Lucic, why did you do that? Because that seemed to spark the Devils team, but uh, Gabriel went at him three times before it happened, trying to get him to drop the gloves, and Lucic answered the bell, and he had a few thoughts on how that went and how it felt afterwards after today's skate. Uh, It was tiring, for sure. Uh, I know it was entertaining, for for a lot of people uh, I think I speak for both guys that were a part of it uh, it was a fun one uh, to be in even giving some shots taking some shots and and all that type of stuff so uh, yeah but at the end of the day it was it was pretty tiring I think it took till like the second period for me to get my legs back <laughs> 
Yeah, and the team, unfortunately, all lost their legs at some point in that game as well. Just not the effort that they needed. Uh, they are chasing down a playoff spot. Ken Hitchcock speaking about that this afternoon. I, we, we know what we've got to do. There's little segments, and we know we got to win two or three on the road here. I look at it like that. If we win two or three in the road, then we've got to look at winning a lot at home. But we got to get back home still in the race, and s- still in the race is single digits. And if... If you're double digits when you get back home, you know it's uh, going to be really tough. Then you pretty much got to win out like nine in a row or something. So I, all I look at it is these are three opponents above us in the standings. A couple of them, one is stumbling a little bit, and we got to take advantage of it. But to me, the bigger picture is the last game. It, we, we played awful well. We kept our goals against, our chances against down, and then we we elevated it. We gave up too many quality scoring chances, uh, and that that doesn't augment well. And that that's the part that was upsetting. We had really turned the corner. I think we had a goals against average of of just over two, and uh, our scoring chances were way way down. And then we we kind of blew it up in the last game. So they are restructuring their lines, or the Oilers, and they're going with the big three down the middle. That's a contentious topic around these parts. Bob will touch on that much more when we connect with him, but I want to get one last clip in here from Ken Hitchcock. Because Arizona has been rolling so much lately, just wanted to, to let you know what challenges Hitch thinks the Coyotes present. Well, I think the two things, the goaltender's excellent, and they've got an experienced group of defensemen, and that's how you win in the National Hockey League. When you've got a goaltender who's standing on his head carrying a save percentage of 1.5 and you've got those experienced competitive defensemen like they do, those five guys, you can win a lot of games. And they have been lately to the detriment of the Edmonton Oilers. All right, 12-13 here in Edmonton. Brendan Escott filling in for Bob on Oilers Now. When we come back from this break, we will connect with the regular host of this show. This is Oilers Now. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. It's Brendan Escott today in the hot seat. Bob is uh, he's with the team right now. They're not on the road yet. So we're going to head right off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Bring Bob aboard. Uh, Bob, you got a chance to take in practice this morning. And, of course, the big story is the shuffle up to the three-center system. Do you like it? It worked last year, right? Like they had a stretch, uh, had a poor performance in Buffalo, and we practiced uh, at Boston University on a Saturday, and the team did. And that's when we saw McDavid Drysaddle and Nugent Hopkins uh, centering their own, you know, their, each of their own lines. I mean, I think part of it's the makeup. And the other thing is, I mean, the owners had a flat performance against uh, New Jersey on a night where they, they should have been able to have controlled some of the matchups. And uh, so, end result here, uh, I'm going to be intrigued to see, uh, you know, what can occur. I mean, you take a look at the right side. No one had Alex Chase on as a 20-goal scorer this year, and Cassian's obviously really elevated his place since Christmas. Um, on the left side, and I, I get the criticism. I mean, Tobias Reader's yet to score a goal this year. Uh, eventually he's going to get one, you would think, and no one saw that coming, 12 to 16 goals last four seasons. Lucic, I had some empathy for the other night. He comes off an oblique injury, and a guy, I mean, we never see this anymore, but a, a guy goes out and picks a fight with him, and he's got to take the fight. Uh, so we'll see how, you know, we'll see what ends up transpiring. I mean, if you're Connor McDavid, you're the safest guy in the building, playing with Milan Lucic and Zach Cassian. Uh, Nugent Hopkins and Gagne, if they get third-line matchups, I think that they can make some hay there, uh, and with Jujar Kara. 
So we'll see how she ends up uh, transpiring. But it's it's going to be a tough matchup. Arizona's got a good team, and they're playing pretty well. Their goalie's stopping the puck. Yeah, and the Oilers going with Koskinen in that one. Hitchcock saying beyond this game against Arizona, he's not sure how he's going to handle the goaltending. But overall, this three-game trip against Arizona, Vegas, and then St. Louis, this is a big one and arguably a make-or-break, uh, particularly on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I know we all know what the numbers are in terms of the statistical probabilities of the team making the playoffs. But really, all the Oilers can do is uh, is control things one game at a time at this stage. And um, you know, for, I, I heard Sam Gagne's comments while I was interviewing Leon during that stretch when uh, Gagne did his availability today. And they do have they have no choice but to park it. I mean, we're, you know, you, you host a show called the Oilers now, and you and me are dealing with you know texts from fans upset, but the players have to move on. That's that's it's really that simple. And the fact is. They had put together a pretty good stretch going 7-2-2. Two, and two. Uh, They had a couple defense pairings that had off nights. Um, Secker and Benning were the uh, most composed of their pairings against New Jersey. It was a strange game. Their number one goalie let in a couple bad goals. That happens, but you got to be able to respond. Unfortunately, with the current makeup of the Oilers team and some of the talent that's been traded away up front, they're less capable to battle back in games because they can't come at you line after line after line. Now, that's part of the reason why we might be seeing the change with the free centers down the middle, is they might have a better opportunity to just roll them and let them go. And that's uh, one more thing we should mention. Arizona is going to play without Nick Schmaltz. He's been injured literally within two weeks of coming there in a trade or three weeks of coming there in a trade in Chicago. And they don't have Derek Stepan. So that's their two top offensive centers. Uh, Brad Richardson's been a very difficult player for the Oilers to deal with over the years. He's a hard competitive player, but the Oilers should have the ad- the advantage at center, and um, they're going to need it because uh, it's a big game coming up tomorrow. But it is, Brendan, as you know, it's just one game, and it's all they can. They can't make up the eight points they're behind in one night, but they got to start by focusing, going out, and winning that game. You look at uh, what Arizona's been able to do, Bob, and how much credit do you have to give Rick Tockett for the group that he's got? And it's not as if it was completely derived of talent or deprived of talent, really, but uh, certainly not a second wildcard spot over some of the teams that they're ahead of, I wouldn't think. Yeah, what's interesting is, uh, you know, there's been some guys out there sort of second-guessing the work in Arizona over the last year or two, and... um, I know there's a former general manager looking to put a, uh, a group together uh, from a Western Conference team not named Edmonton to uh, to take a run at buying the Arizona Coyotes. I, I got to tell you right now, like, first of all, their defense can make plays, right? I mean, Oliver ekman Larson, though, I think he's still a minus player this year. Uh, he can finish plays off. So they've got some offense in the back end. They can transition the puck. They don't have elite offensive players. What's crazy about it, and Jack brought this up in the broadcast the other night, is they've lost two trades. Like they, you know, they lost the Domi for Galchenyuk trade. Domi has outplayed Alex Galchenyuk this mm-hmm. year, and Dylan Strom and Brendan Perlini. Perlini's got six points in his last two games, and I think Strom's got about 33, 34 points over 40, 41 games in Chicago. And Schmaltz has been hurt, so they've actually lost those deals, but they've stayed the hunt. If that doesn't reinforce. And they've lost Andy Ranta, their number one goalie. If that doesn't reinforce the coach of the year legitimacy as a candidate for um, Rick Tockett, I don't know what else does. And, and I, I hate doing this, Brendan. This is hard for me to admit, 
But at the start of the year, you would call. We did our preseason prognostications and picks, and Jack Michaels said he believed Arizona would win and make the playoffs, and he believed uh, Rick Tockett would be coach of the year. And there's no way Jack knew that the Coyotes were going to go through the extent of injuries that they did. It is a remarkable story. Uh, with the Coyotes, it sure is. I think Barry Trotz is going to give him a run for his money. He's got to be the front oh yeah, yeah, he's now, but yeah, he's the front runner. But Tockett's closing fast because you know, and the Coyotes still haven't made the playoffs. But if they make it, I think he's got to be the coach of the year. Yeah, that's tough to argue. Hey, uh, Golden Bears last night playing at the U Sports National Championship. They hammered the host Lethbridge Pronghorn 7-1. to one. That sets up a pretty big game coming up against Saskatchewan tomorrow afternoon. Uh, did you get to watch last night's game? What did you think? I, I, was, uh, I was at an event uh, at Roos Chris uh, with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Matt Penning and John Winwick, a friend of ours, uh, ATB, who were involved with the Edmonton Oil Kings and the Golden Bears. And... Uh, um, so I didn't want, I saw the highlights after. I mean, I'm not surprised Alberto shot Lethbridge 99-32, the two games they played against them in February. I was a little bit frustrated because I couldn't get updated uh, stats the way you can with the Canada West stats, which is unfortunate at the uh, national championship level. Am I surprised? No. Uh, Alberta's, I mean, Ian Herber's last two years before he came to the owners, he won a national championship. He was 119-19. The Bears by my count, or something like uh, 25-1-1 in their last 27 games. And their only two losses were to Saskatchewan, one in overtime, and one in uh, the opening game of the conference final last week, or two weeks ago. And it should be noted, Alberta's actually, the last five games the two teams have played have been in Saskatoon, and the Bears have a 3-1-1 record against Saskatchewan. So... Uh, it's going to be a heck of a matchup tomorrow. Saskatchewan's got a much more disciplined team than they've had before, and their defense transitions the puck better. They played in that crappy little barn forever, Rutherford Rink. It was about 155, 160 feet by about 70. It wasn't even like hockey, and it affected them when they went to Nationals. Well, now they're playing on a normal-sized surface. they got a new building there, and I think it's really helped them. So it's going to be a tough challenge for Alberta uh, tomorrow. They can win. I mean, they're they're going to be the favorite in the game. They can win, uh, but goaltending is going to be a huge factor. Zach Sawchenko, by the way, was runner-up at least once, maybe twice, to Carter Hart for goaltender of the year in the Western League. He's a pretty good goalie, but so is Taron Kozen for the Saskatchewan Huskies. Yeah, Kozen was lights out with the Blazers and then with the uh, Seattle Thunderbirds thereafter. Uh, hey, Trey Fix-Wolanski signs an entry-level contract. Yeah. No surprise there, but what a find for Columbus late, late in that draft, hey? Well, it's interesting because there's organizations right now that do not draft major junior players in the sixth and seventh rounds. They'll take chances on European players and guys headed to the NCAA. Uh, you got to tip your hats, right? Like, you, you, tip, you tip your hat to a, a team like Columbus that finds a player, and then, and then you tip your hat to fix Wolanski because he changed his body composition. I've probably seen eight Oil Kings games this year. I think he's scored about six of them. He's got a great shot, and uh, to me, he has the potential to to be a uh, at the American Hockey League level by the time he's 22, no worse than a second line player, and and maybe a guy that can uh, work his way to the NHL. So, unheralded guy, not you know like everybody knew Ryan Hart and Lazar were going to be first round draft choices out of the Oil Kings that were going to make it, uh, or we're going to get time in the NHL. Uh, I don't know if anybody thought Fix Polanski was. So, credit to him. Brad Lowry has done. I mean that that team's won nine straight games. Um, they are, they are now deep up front, and, and Kurt Hill would be the first to admit to this. Randy Hatch left the cupboards full for that hockey team, and this is, uh, you know, 
the Oil Kings are going to lose their 220s and fix Wolanski moving forward. But they have a chance, uh, you know, here in the Eastern Conference. I mean, if you take a look at it, Prince Albert hasn't been as dominant. Saskatoon's actually been better of late. The Priesters own that team, and those guys are in a hot run. The PA plays Saskatoon tonight. All bets are off for me. Like, we could be looking at a... You know, three rounds for the Edmonton Oil Kings this year, and Fix Wolanski is a huge part of that. Yeah, particularly if they get home ice advantage in the first round here, which is still to be decided. All right, Bob, we got to wrap up here. What's the travel schedule hey, for you? Like, for uh, you well, know, we're we're yeah we yeah we fly uh, we fly here at uh, two o'clock. So I'm just wait at the Arrow Center. Uh, I will just so our listeners know, Brendan, you're host of the show on Monday as well you because bet. the Oilers uh, got the back to back on on Saturday and Sunday night, but they're gonna fly uh, Monday during the day into St. Louis because if they flew after the game uh, from Vegas into St. Louis, we weren't getting in until about 3.45. So uh, we're trying to make sure we still have a show to come back to on Tuesday, okay? <laughs> Sounds like a plan, Bob. Have a good call this weekend. You bet. See ya. Thanks, Bye-bye. Man. That was Bob Stoffer joining us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Creeping up now on 12.28 here in Edmonton. On the other side of the break, we'll bring aboard the truculent one. Brian Burke, presented by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Brendan Escott, pinch hitting here. We're going to step aside for a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.